Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers here on SoundCloud and iTunes, the best damn podcast you can get your ears on. The person talking at this very second is your old pal Sam Basher, but mm-hmm. the person who just... Mm-hmm. I'm going to start talking now is DJ Wolter. <laughs> Sorry, that was fun. Uh, guys, welcome back to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast uh, ever. Uh, this is the show where we talk about movies, TV shows, comics, basically everything that's important. In the world. In the Not world. just us, to the world. Yeah, uh, happening right now. Um, today, we want to talk about something a little special. Before we get into that, yes. we want to do a little plug. You can guys can follow us on SoundCloud. Just search Only Stupid Answers. Yes. On iTunes, you can follow us there. That way you can get us in your podcast app. Also, let us know what other podcast services you'd like us to try to get onto to we'll make it, it easier for you. We'll make try. sure we, we'll try. We'll, we'll try, try our best. Uh, but make sure you go to iTunes and you rate and review uh, the show, each episode, however it works, because we greatly appreciate and we read these reviews on each episode. Like this fun one right here. I'll read it for you. Um, uh, it's uh, from Jack Bonura. Nice. Uh, my new favorite podcast. And they write, I can listen to this all day. Love a good podcast. And you know what he, he said? He calls it a good podcast. We're a good podcast. And that's that all we're striving feel for. Good. That's, yeah, we're just trying to do a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it going, DJ? It's going pretty good. I did think when you were talking about when you threw to me, and I was like, now I'm going to start talking. What if like a third person that's not <laughs> talking? And the audience wouldn't know that that's weird. Yeah. We would be the only ones that knew that there's a somebody else talking that's not present with us. Yeah. We'd freak out. Yeah. I mean, what if we were recording? Because it's only us two in a yeah. room right now, and mm-hmm. we heard a third voice chime in, like yeah. a very calm, like... Oh, hey, everybody, it's was, Brett. Yeah. And and was like, like, oh, no. <laughs> I love that. We'd I- probably start trying to communicate. Brett. Brad. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> Let's play it cool how, and not let him know. How are things? We'll do that in like 10 episodes from now. And yeah. like, then we'll have Brett come on mm-hmm. and we'll pretend like, uh, oh, okay. Oh, no. They, oh, no. Who's Brett? <laughs> it's an inside joke. We're laying the groundwork for inside <laughs> right jokes. Right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man. How are you? How's I'm, your week? Oh, you know what? I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know what you mean. I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, getting into a few other comics. If you weren't aware, I love mm. to read a good comic. I'm rewatching The Office for the 20th time. So you need to stop, man. I know. I'm starting uh, season four of Orphan Black, and we've talked about yeah. Orphan Black before, yeah. and I'm excited for it. I, I downloaded it, and I'm ready to go home and crank through it. Yes. Very excited. Um, but on, For those listening at home, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. It is. I get four. it on iTunes. That way I can have it on my phone i get it mm-hmm. i get it can't you do amazon prime on your phone let us know on twitter whether you can do amazon prime yeah. on your phone we could check very quickly but no. i'm not gonna do no. that let's not do that that's how we watch batman v superman actually shit <laughs> um but no i'm reading a bunch of comics i'm really into dc rebirth right now i'm also reading civil war 2 so everything basically everything coming out of dc rebirth right now yeah, is top pretty notch. On point. um i think I'm waiting for somebody to get a hold of a Flash comic and really nail down like a good story because it feels they're doing something really cool right now with like yeah. the Speed Force Storm and introducing his friend that is becoming kind of a sidekick and now that he's aware of Wally, yeah, pre New Fifty Two Wally, yeah, he has all these fun memories now of training somebody oh, and that's now cool. and like he missed not. 
teaching somebody but rediscovering the, the mm-hmm. Speed Force like abilities. So he's teaching his friend. His friend like doesn't have a name yet, and he just or like a code name. Yeah. Uh, and they're dealing with a lot of things like how they could stop crime. They can constantly just run around the city and stop crime before it happens. That's and like Barry's cool. like, you, you can't, you can't do that because we still need to follow the rules of the law. Like you, because his yeah. friend is a cop yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's not a forensic scientist. So it's like he even feels more gung gun ho to like Barry go. Wood. Is gung or gun ho? Gung gung ho. Gung ho with a G. Gun ho. I don't know. Mm. I'm gonna look real dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, either way, but I, I enjoy the the stuff they're playing around with, and also they disc- they discuss that after Barry came to be, mm-hmm. and the Speed Force was kind of a known thing in the scientific community and throughout the gov- like governments because yeah. they're like this man can run through time that needs to be studied. There was a tree <laughs> sign. Exactly, it is gung ho. Yeah, a gung ho. Gung gung ho. Unthinkingly enthusiastic and eager, especially about taking part in fighting or warfare. Definitely heard gun ho. Like it when I was a still kid. Work. Gun, yeah. I feel like a gun ho is something else. Yeah, Oops. we don't need to get into that. <laughs> but gung ho is the word you're looking for. There you go, kids. Um, but that the, they discuss that the speed force is something that they uh, it's an international treaty that no one's allowed to study it because hmm. it is so powerful that it just don't yeah. don't fuck with it don't do it don't yeah. whatever um, that makes a lot of sense to me actually yeah it's fun but yeah. now i think somebody's playing with it setting up a little ground with the lightning storm and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i will say the most exciting thing i'm reading right now I, it's a tie wonder woman rebirth wonder woman's really good and both superman and action comics cuz action comics is dealing with um Superman being Superman yeah. and like dealing with Super Lex and for some reason Doomsday popped out of nowhere and it's not it's not New 52 Doomsday. Okay. It is pre-New New 52 Doomsday. For some reason. Superman killer. For, yeah, yeah, Superman killer. Like, But he's also really smart and he's not like talking. Yeah. He just like there's a scene where uh, he's hitting like Superman's hitting Doomsday with as much like of his heat vision as he can, not solar flaring. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if Premium 52 can do that. Yeah, that's um, a good question. I don't know either. Yeah, and uh, he's hitting him with everything he can, and Doomsday, they're in a subway station, so he grabs a gas pipe and breaks it open as he's doing it, so it creates a giant explosion. It's like Doomsday, and he knows that he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Wonder Woman's great because you read, like, he, there's this big mystery that you have to solve. Yeah. But, I just got to the introduction of spoilers, if you're not reading Wonder Woman, uh, the new Cheetah, mm-hmm. the new redesign of Cheetah, which looks really cool. Yeah, she doesn't look like a like a sexy woman that has like a cheetah face. It's more no. of like this is like she's like a uh, creature. Yeah, and then the way they set it up with with like a pile of bones as like a, a warning to people trying to find her and stuff like that. It's I, the setup's really cool. Mm. And I've been reading uh, Superman, which is cool seeing him deal with a son. It's so it's cute. The the the. I mean, we're saying spoilers throughout the whole damn thing, and I can't no. control myself, so fuck it. But uh, the cat scene, when like he, yeah. he can't control his heat vision, it's scary. But I, I, I like that they resolved it, yes. and then he brought he, and I love seeing Clark Kent being a dad yep. because it's like, oh, it's like Jonathan Kent. It's like the yeah. Kent that I love. Like it took me a second in the second issue where he's trying to help his son train his heat vision on the monster that he's fighting, and he's wrecking his dad's back. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Clark, you have. Heat vision. Why don't you just take care of this? And it's, he's trying to help his son learn, yeah, and focus. Oh wait, he does talk. He does say, "I know you. You fired your heat vision because I can yep. smell like you the smell, ionic, you can smell whatever. the ozone. Yeah, yeah, the ozone. That's yeah. What that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's great. I don't know if I told you, but I picked up all of Max Landis's Superman American Alien. Did you read it? I did, <gasps> and I love the shit out of it. It's so my, fucking good. Uh, my favorite scene is in my least favorite issue. Which one? My least favorite issue is when Pete 
and his other friend come and visit. I love that. But issue. it has my favorite scene when he tries to fly the moon. And it, it, like he what he like ignites or he yeah, hits a he pocket hits, of air. He hits the atmosphere, and so his clothes blow off, and he forgets to hold his breath, so he immediately loses all his oxygen. And he's just floating there naked in space. Mm-hmm, but he gets picked up by somebody. He gets picked somebody. up. God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I love that's, that he doesn't know about Krypton. That's not an important... Mm-hmm. It is important, obviously, to Superman lore, but to, this is Clark Kent yes. Superman. It's so not kal yep. And I, something about that makes it so much more... And he's way depowered. He... Yeah. Like, the fight with Lobo... So intense. Yeah. And also, they set it up really well because Lobo is like destroying a building he's such an asshole he is Lo such, such an, an asshole. asshole in that comic also francis manipool does one of the coolest issues with parasite and like mm-hmm. he's flying around with batman's cape because yeah. he doesn't know how to like make his own costume so he's in like this stupid yeah. jumpsuit, which i love yeah, yeah but um when he takes parasite to like he breaks down lex's like penthouse window and throws parasite down he's like and lex is like do you think that you won just now he's yeah. like you don't think that i already knew that that was our test subject, and I didn't come up with a thousand ways to get out of this. No. And wait, you just broke into my apartment with a known uh, terrorist, yeah. and you threw him in here, yeah. like with a innocent man. Like, do you think like you're, you're going to get away with this? And Clark looks like a fucking moron. Yeah. And I then he comes back with a good like sting. He's like yeah. about like being like a law-abiding citizen or whatever. That's a great uh, issue. I love that when he pretends to be Bruce Wayne with Deathstroke. Yeah, that's so fun. That was so. It's it's a good. What makes Superman work? is the man part. Yeah. And what people forget is like, well, how do you make Superman relevant with his powers? Clark. Forget the powers. Yeah. The powers are cool, but you have to focus on the human being because the human being part of it is the prototype. What makes Spider-Man work it's the same thing that makes Clark Kent work. Like, like what? They're basically the same like profession. Yeah. yeah like, well, they, the Superman is the prototype superhero. So the stuff that you love about superheroes comes from Superman. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him work. And that's that was the cool part about reading American Alien is it's really focused on the human aspect of him. And that's the that's the part that the human aspect of Superman is why I find him so because his his powers are kind of like at, at this point because everybody's been copied off him. They're kind of like the basic b- bitch power set. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. But there's something so iconic and powerful and primal about Superman. It's just. A guy trying to do the right thing that is the loneliest person on the planet, but overcoming that to be a force of positivity is just so cool to me. Yeah, and you can see him struggling with being a a young adult growing up, and Mm -hmm. I really love that because he... A lot of the time, like, they deal with it in Smallville, not a perfect show. But what I do like is that it mainly deals with Clark Kent. It doesn't deal with Superman. And I like that they advertise this as it's not a Superman book because it's not... Even for a second. I like the Doomsday tease. I like the Mr. Mixie Pitalik yeah. uh, like tease at the end because it's like, I'm going to live way further than you because I don't actually exist in your plane of yeah. reality. I live in imagination. So anytime anyone thinks of me, I exist. And mm. like, even if people stop imagining me, if someone in a thousand years thinks of me, I come back to life. And it's like, and like you can't even comprehend what I am. Yeah. Say my name. Say yeah. my name. I'm going to put it right here. Try to say it. Yeah. And he becomes more real and more cartoony and he changes. And it's like, yeah. it's it very Max Landis-y. I can like yeah. see, I can see him in a writer's room, like pitching it. Yeah. But I love the Lobo scene because it's like, oh, you're Kryptonian? Like, yeah, you're in yeah. the same star system as us. We go and piss on the skulls of all your dead ancestors. <laughs> it's been 600 years since any of them have been alive, which I always like kind of like forget that there's yeah. a big time gap between yep. everything so because he was in the pod like sleeping and yep. cryo whatever the fuck or time 
the relativity. But, yeah, exactly. Um, wormhole, it, whatever. Whatever it is. But uh, that, it, it, and seeing Superman, like, he wasn't, like, being the Boy Scout and, like, taking out the bad guy. No, he's Because he's, he's, he's not only pissed off, he's fighting for his life. Yeah. He's he's finally throwing down somebody that can go toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, and I like it wasn't a dark side. I love it when Lobo's like, yeah, joke's on you, man. I'm just going to regenerate. And then just Superman just chucks him into space. And everyone's like, holy shit. Yep. He threw Lobo into space. But, but imagine that, because it's his first time using that much strength. Yeah. Ever. It, and um, I love, even though it's not at all a focus of the comic, the Lois clark dynamic the payoff to that is really cool mm-hmm. um lots of love lots of love with oh with dick American grayson Island. too that's something i would have loved to have seen in batman v superman if if obviously we have a dead robin in there so maybe like a tim drake mm-hmm. or um or Hell, a, even a damien if he's learning or yeah or like a duke or somebody duke like a cool. young person that's inspired by batman but has something to learn from superman yeah and because because robin really is kind of like the bridge emotionally between the two yeah he's got the darkness of batman but the positivity of superman like it you know what i mean and so having seen clark interact with somebody like that would have been really cool it'd be really cool if we got a robin in justice league i know he doesn't have to fight with him but if he just showed like that he has a a sunnier disposition that he got another protege what robin what robin would you want to see i mean they're gonna go with damien to keep up with the comics but that's true and i really love damien a lot i'm actually a big i hated him before he was robin but when they did Batman and Robin and Dick Grayson was Batman and he was Robin, mm-hmm. it clicked. Like suddenly Damien's personality clicked and like seeing him off, bounce off of Bruce was just wasn't doing it. But with Dick Grayson, it's like, oh, yeah, this character is great. Yeah. And even now in current comics, like he Batman has to talk him down. Yeah. And I, I like that. I would have liked uh, I, Tim Drake is one of my favorite Robins. He was the Robin when I was growing up. Yeah. I love Dick Grayson. But I like Duke a lot. Mm-hmm. No new one, yeah, yeah. So like, if if there was a way that you could merge, uh, like Damien and Duke, no, or? like Tim Tim Drake and Duke. Oh, okay, uh, I like what they're doing with Jason Todd a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he has instead well, of making. I can him, almost guarantee you he's going to show up in the Batman movie yeah. as Red Hood. Yeah, for sure. Like it's a and also smart move. That's there are really so fun. many. There are so many Robins. I wish there was a bad one and a dead one. In, it bums me out that the dead one becomes the bad one. No, but he also is now is a good one. Sort he's like of. a bad one, good one. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. But um, it would have been funny if he stayed a villain. But I like that he's And then not. there was one that was just straight up dead. The new Red Hood and the Outlaws. Did you read who it's, his outlaws are? Bizarro and Artemis, right? Yeah. So it's almost like an anti-trinity. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That, that makes it's me... the same writer as the old outlaws, so I don't yes, know Yes, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. That kind of sucks, because I will say those are real rough. Those, and the same guy who did the new 52 Teen Titans. And yep, that and gets, Superboy. Super, oh my god, Superboy is so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god. Anyways, American Alien, you should check it out. Definitely. Um, man, there's so many. If you want to like kind of tear up with tears of joy, the first issue with young Clark Kent learning to fly. He the cape. And he has the cape. But no, when, at the very end of the issue, after he learns how to propel himself and fly and not yeah. be scared of it, he's like, I can fly us to California if we want to. Like, we can go all the way there and I can carry you guys when I'm strong enough. And like, he's an excited yeah. little kid. That's the... That's what a kid with powers would want to yeah. do, unless he turns crazy and like murders his family. But like yeah. a good kid, yeah. And then the next issue when he's an adolescent and he's trying to deal with the first time like trying to stop a bad guy, yeah. You, I, Getting been, shot like fucks him up. Yeah, it's I. It's been it's been a while since I've read it. I need to go back and you're, you're making me want to go back and reread it because there's it's so good. many cool moments. Did you know that the girl that he ends up with when he's uh, pretending to be Bruce Wayne is Cheetah? 
Okay, I was trying to think of the name, but I just didn't Google. That was it the was one. Reading. That was the one weird thing is that everybody he meets at that party is somebody. No, that made it fun. I like. It Oliver was fun, Queen. but it's like Oliver Queen made sense. I like the. Um, I like when he. They're supposed to. It's what was it? The Cerberus meeting, and there's a three heads, and it's Oliver Queen, Lex Luthor, and Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne, and him seeing him interact with. It's funny because Lex. I never. All of them. Mm-hmm. Lex, Batman, and... Oh, yeah. He and, runs into Batman. Yeah, that's end, how yeah. he interacts with... And Dick Grayson. Um, uh, it's... I never... I would never pair up Superman and Green Arrow, except for Smallville, because that was their de facto Batman. They couldn't use Batman, so they had Green Arrow. Yeah. But in moments like that, you realize that they really are... Justice League Unlimited got a lot of use out of this, a little bit of use out of this. Smallville obviously did a lot. They're really a great counterbalance. Because you really don't get more street level than Green Arrow. Yeah. Like, Batman's a human, but he's part of Justice League Prime. Mm-hmm. Like, even beneath that is Green Arrow. So, it's a really cool dichotomy. So, seeing him with Oliver Queen, like, saying it out loud makes me want to see whoever this, the the new Superman, whoever he is. We know who he is. The new Superman and Supergirl interact with Oliver Queen and we'll see from that. Arrow. We have to see Especially that with as dark as that Oliver Queen is. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. I'm a fan. I'm also reading last quick thing. I'm reading Civil War two. It's a little disappointing. A first issue, really solid, set up a lot of emotion, like yeah. a lot of stakes. Issue two, kind of wasted your time. Issue three, big so, twist. Issue three and big twist. Um, How do you feel about the big twist? Should I say it or should, should one, I, two, big three? Spoiler warning! It's God coming. damn it! It's coming here. Bruce Banner was shot by Hawkeye yep. and. It's because he asked him to, and he, they didn't know if he still has gamma ray. He, they don't know if he still has the Hulk inside of him, yeah. and he hasn't hulked at in over a year. Yep. And they thought he was going to lose it because they had a premonition that he was going to murder. The Hulk was going to murder everyone, and it's Bruce Banner's Hulk that he saw. Interesting. That, that Ulysses saw. So now we don't know whether that would have been true or not. Nope. That and I think sounds compelling. I've not heard good things about Civil War Two. First issue is really good. If you want to borrow yeah. it from me, you can. Issue two is real boring. Issue three. Was starting to do cool things like this is a very adult like yeah. crime scene that they're dealing with, and it's setting up so much of why it's so easy to not be on team Captain Marvel. It sounds like it's a similar problem to the original Civil War, where they made Iron Man look so bad. Yeah, like it wasn't like it. The Civil War movie did a much better job. Even it was a Captain America movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It mm-hmm. was definitively off the bat on somebody's side mm-hmm. and it did a better job of showing the two sides they you do see the side of captain marvel because mm-hmm. they're showing this these two like kind of three no it's only two shitty situations that end yeah. up really bad like really bad one of them being this death yeah. um because he took away one of tony stark's friends mm. uh but then they go and like they show of how many other ones they're stopping because of ulysses yeah. and they're all good and they're not ending up with like these crazy ramifications they're yeah. like they're just stopping the crimes bef- like right when they start or before they start so there's good behind it yeah they're just focusing on the really like bad so you can like define like the two sides yeah. better i think my theory uh in issue zero when ulysses popped out of his pod uh, there was another person that was in his like inhuman cocoon, whatever, mm-hmm. that popped out, and that's when his vision hit, and he saw the start of issue one. What was like the bad outcome, yeah. And then in issue one, you show them stopping it, yeah. And they're like, "How did we? How did the Inhumans figure this out?" And then you meet Ulysses, and I think, I think, none of this is happening, and I think this is that would one be such a cop out. I I think 
I think that's what they're going to do because they're doing so many permanent. It seems this changes. seems a little kill happy. Yeah, this event, every event, like we're going to die. It doesn't matter; they'll come back. This one seems a little like it's a little kill happy. That's yeah. why I'm like, and it's so graphic when it's happening, right. and I'm like, I, I don't know what the point is if yeah. why it's so graphic. I think it's a premonition, and I don't know how far back it goes. Yeah, but uh, there was a scene where Ulysses wakes up and he's crying like really hard, yeah. and then it cuts to like a group going out to stop something. Yeah, and uh, that's when everything goes to shit, and Tony like definitively like goes like chip picks his side, and I don't think Ulysses waking up and crying to the event that they went to try to stop yeah. makes sense. I think he's crying because of he can see everything that's going to happen. I'm okay with them offing Banner right now because Amadeus show as Hulk is really cool. Mm-hmm. Totally True. awesome Hulk. Hulk is really cool. And he's going to be part of the... He's part of the Challengers, right? Yeah. Excited Champions. For that. Champions, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what my theory... I could... Very likely be wrong, but sorry, I've been talking for a long time, DJ. No, right? I think we're good. You want to get onto the no, the, no. Say, say really quick. What are you? What are you reading, watching this week? What am I into? What are you into? Have you listened to Hamilton? Okay, I have this weird thing, and I know everyone's gonna be like, "This is so stupid." I know, but I'm waiting to see it before I listen to it because I know as soon as I listen to it, I could listen to it right now, and I won't stop listening to it for six months because yeah. I know I'm gonna love it because Lin Manuel Miranda is. Of the goddamn genius. Yeah, I, I don't think that's stupid. I, that makes sense to me. I, I, um, I've been it's listening so to it. It's so fun to learn on, new songs when you see yeah, it play. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, if you want to check it out, as as the, this recording, it is on Amazon Prime. Oh, you love Amazon Prime. I, I do. Guess. It's really <laughs> just just has my back. You know, it's it's so good. It's mm. so interesting. It's such a well crafted story, and it's interesting as somebody that wants to like make movies on TV shows and shit. It's cool seeing a different type of storytelling art form because that's what it really is it's a different way of conveying a story completely through music because there's almost no dialogue parts and the whole it's all songs that's really cool <clears throat> that is that's Lynn manuel's miranda's yeah. style if you've seen or listened to in the heights i have not yet but that's also on amazon prime so i'm going to check that out next it is i will give you a list of like four to five songs that yeah. are my personal favorite there's one that hurts me uh it's called Useless or Inutil. Mm. I mean, I think that means useless. No. Uh, it's a father singing about his daughter, and he's singing about uh, what how he grew up and seeing how his daughter went to Stanford and came back and like kind of like she's trying to figure out her life yeah. and what she's supposed to do. It, it's like it's a father's perspective of trying to get their kids to a better life yeah. and having all these obstacles in, in his way. Because as my life, I lived up, I grew up pretty well like i had yeah. a good childhood and i don't know about you but yeah. i feel like you did Simple. too and like so hearing this like his father worked this man when he was growing up worked on like sugarcane fields in like mm-hmm. the in the caribbean Jeez. so it's like whenever he said he wanted to like go to the states it, i think he said like his father like slapped him across the face and was like no you don't get to no that's, yeah. that's a stupid idea that's yeah. a stupid stupid idea. he ends up going mm-hmm. but like have you ever seen master of none on netflix I tried first episode really didn't get not me. your jam. There's an episode where mainly um, Tim and Eric man. Yeah, Eric Wareheim. Yeah, it does not fit. That I can't remember show. Aziz Ansari's character's name, but I think it's Dev. Sorry. Correct me in the Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's an episode where he and his buddy find out about their parents' histories, and because uh-huh. both their parents are immigrants, uh-huh. and it's his friend's dad. It's a similar like. 
like his first memory is his dad's first memory is like grabbing a chicken to kill for dinner and just dealing with that and then uh it's it's so good dev is the name dev is the name cool yeah. um it's 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 i think it's probably the best episode of that first season it's oh. really good he, oh, they had, them. he used his real parents yeah, yeah, he did, and they're really real cool. funny. But yeah, the I've I've not I've not heard in the in the Heights or whatever. Um, uh, and it's just a really it's not completely true to history. There's some artistic license. I did some research, but it's it's such a fascinating story, and um, Alexander Hamilton's such a fascinating character. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I've been I I can't stop listening to it. That's awesome. It's so good. I can't wait till it comes out here. Oh, I'm, I'm oh my god, I'm going to try to get tickets. I'm going to yeah. or save up and just buy the super expensive ones cuz I I'm going to feel bad for spending that money, but until yeah. I go and see it, I'm going to be like it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it yeah. cuz damn it, that man's talented. Yeah. That he was we could do a whole episode on musicals, but before yeah. going too far into it, but he was like an English teacher while like writing stuff on the side for like musicals. Good for him. But he had like his improv group uh something 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 supreme. And I, I, we won't know their yeah. names right now, but like his improv group is so damn talented. They were on Jake and Amir's episode one time, a uh, Jake and Amir episode, and they showed some of like their abilities and damn it, they're so talented. That makes a lot of sense to me because I think one of the reasons I like it so much is the wordplay in it is so on point. Oh my God. Then you'll love In the Heights. Okay. The wordplay is, I, fuck. You might even like Jason Mraz. Completely different. Not a musical. Just okay. not an artist because his wordplay. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. 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 Just saying. If you like wordplay, his is on point. But yeah, my favorite, uh, if you ever, when you ever get a chance, is uh-huh. there's cabinet ba- two cabinet battles between Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite songs. Really good. Very cool. I shall check it out. Please do. Please. All right. Uh, I We wanted to do a quick fun segment. <gasps> Real fun. Real quick. Oh, that's a quick fun segment. A quick fun segment. That's Welcome to our quick it. fun segment. Yeah. Uh, fan submitted question. Uh, yes. DJ was looking through the tweets and he found one. He's like, oh, wait a minute. We want to talk about this. Yeah. We were going to talk about it on a past episode and we just ran out of time. Uh-huh. And had... I think it's going to take up a little bit of time. So uh-huh. we want to give it space. There we go. Uh, this is from space nut at space underscore nut underscore. Uh-huh. Uh, and they write, oh, at only stupid answers. If y'all could unlock one, only one secret of the universe and understand the knowledge, what would it be? If y'all could unlock only one secret, secret of the universe, universe and understand the knowledge, what would it be? One, <laughs> one secret. secret of the universe. First off, what are what are some secrets of the universe? Uh, how it started, how it end. Mm. Does it have an edge? Or is there more than one universe? Is there a god? Is there a god? Yeah. Yeah. Is um, it cool? Time travel? Will that ever be a thing? Uh-huh. Is it possible right now? Does yeah. it happen? Dinosaurs, what's up with that? Hey, do they have lips? Like, is it, do they really have lips? Because I don't <laughs> do they see have any lips? skin. What do their feathers look like? Can yeah. I see a dinosaur? Would that be secret of the universe? I want to see a dinosaur, motherfucker. Show <laughs> me a dinosaur. Uh, I... That is a very loaded question, and it but it, it's a good one for conversation because it can go anywhere. I think I would want to know. I want to know all of them, but no. I let's. Go, I'll go down a couple different alleys, uh, okay. uh, different like school, like a thought uh, tangents. I, I would probably go with. I don't want to think about how we're going to end. I don't think there's an end. I think there's a like a just a restart. Weird thing, they've uh-huh. researchers have started to theorize that there's because of the fact that the universe is still expanding when it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. that there isn't there wasn't necessarily a big bang. The universe is eternal and it just expands and contracts. Mm-hmm. 
but for ever the, start and for the what what it's worth category. And also, they say that the universe is a simulation. That's like a yeah. Like, okay, say what the what does that mean? <laughs> what does uh, that mean? No, uh, we have to ask. That's the, yeah, yeah. It, that's the question. What's is it? Yeah. And why? Yeah. I don't know if I want to know that. Uh, I think I'd ask about time travel. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? And in what? I think my stomach is growling. Uh, <laughs> and you might be able to hear that little treat for you guys. For, for those of you at home, keep track. <laughs> uh-huh. How many growls do I have? Because I'm hungry. Uh, I would want to know the plausibility of time travel, either forwards, backwards, uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, technically, if you could perfect cryo sleep, that's traveling forward. Yeah, you is probably doable. Easier. Yeah. Traveling backwards, uh, a bunch of theories say that if you travel back in time, it doesn't break. It just creates an alternate universe that you now exist in That's where that works. Fun. It isn't, but if you have you ever seen uh, Safety Not Guaranteed? No. That's a great movie. Okay. I really like it, it. I think some people are divided. Trevorrow, right? The guy yeah. that ended up doing Jurassic World. Yeah. yeah. That guy's great. Uh, lead actor, blanking on his name. Uh, but uh, Aubrey Plaza is the lady, right? Is a lady, yeah. yeah. The, the lead uh, leading man who is the time traveler that he mm-hmm. wants to go back in time. I love him. He's great. And one of the guys from New Girl. I don't watch New Girl, but sure. it's one of the funny guys, like the boyfriend guy yeah. who's got like a weird voice. One of the one funny guys. Not yeah. those other guys that aren't so funny. Nah, they're one of the funny, funny guys. I, I think that, I, I wonder if we're evolving, right? And we're growing. And I don't think that's necessarily in just a physical form, mm-hmm. but but um, we're evolving spiritually. Like, Whatever, however you want to say that. And I wonder if we could evolve to a point, kind of like um, uh, interstellar type, like we, we evolve past time. Yeah. We evolve past physical constraints, like a million years from now. Yeah, that's always like people like like to imagine Like Dr. That. Manhattan shit. Like, like where it's energy. like- Yeah, like where it's where your time is, time is another thing that you just interact with, you're beyond it. That's really cool. I think Interstellar did a great job of trying. They did a, an amazing job of breaking down complex- sci-fi or not sci-fi theoretical theorems and explaining them in ways that make sense like when it comes to relativity it kind of has to deal with time travel a little bit because the closer you get back holes and stuff like that everything's slowing down yeah and i finally found the video that everyone was like watch this video it'll explain it way easier uh you ever seen the bed sheet uh like explanation Mm -mm. for relativity and gravity how it affects time basically like you have a fitted bed sheet yes so it's tight um the way gravity works, this is how you should think of it. The sheet is space time. Yeah. Don't think of space and time as separate things. Space time is just one thing. Everything. Yeah. We are in it right now as if we were jello inside of a jello mold. Yes. So space time is the sheet. Sheet is space time. Yeah. Imagine if you took a bowling ball and you put it on top of the sheet. What would happen to the sheet? The fitted sheet, it would yeah. start to bow in. Bow in, right? Yeah. So the bowling ball is a planet or any body of mass. Yeah. So it's created a dip in space-time and yeah. like a, a deeper well. If you were to, say, spin a ball around it, like a, when you, you know those things at malls where you drop pennies yes. and it spins around? Uh-huh. If you throw a ball in like that, it would circle around it. What would it do after an eventual? You hit towards the ball, yeah. basically. That's how gravity works. Yeah. On the, the mass in space-time, man, there's going to be some science people that are listening They're to this. They're like, like, you wow. are doing all of this <laughs> stuff. You're so wrong. But basically, it will keep circling until it is ejected yeah. from the gravity well, yeah. however, or it collides with it. Yes. That's how it works. Like, our moon is moving away from us for some reason. Yeah. 
Don't know why, but it's doing it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but basically, uh, the bigger the bowling ball, yeah. the more time slows down near it because it can warp. It's warping space time because it's dragging you know it the down. Move, moon is moving. It's one of those Independence Day ships with its own gravities coming in. It's pulling the moon towards it. Exactly. Science. Independence Day 2, Resurgence. Resurgence. Check it out in theaters a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I had a burp coming and I hid it from you guys. Uh <laughs> Secret what purpose. the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> space time. We're on space, space time, time now. Time travel. But that's the thing is like you talk about mass. So mass is affecting space time. It's all connected. It's warping like, Who's it. to know? Like there's so much we don't know. Like we haven't even, we've barely gone out to our backyard. The backyard being the moon. Like, and there's a whole wide universe. I was, I was rewatching uh, Animaniacs on Netflix and there's a song that's a great big universe and he's thinking about how it's a great big universe and we're tiny and so kind of get over yourself and it's like you guys are such geniuses to sneak this into kids programming that's a smart show because and, and they take a really complex idea helping you realize like hey you're a small part of a much bigger mechanism mm-hmm. to kids yeah that's a really hard idea to swallow but like you get them and get it to kids when they're pliable like it's it's important because it's not just about science then. It's about understanding your place in the universe and, you know? and grounding yourself a yeah. little bit because it's not that people aren't important. Yeah. It's that you're just not God. Yeah. Like you yeah, have you to. You are not the center. Of the, you yeah. are not the bowling ball at the center of the yeah. sheet, you, bed sheet. If it makes you feel better, if you were out in the middle of space time and space, <laughs> nothing around you, you're making an indent. Yeah. Technically you are right now. You're kind of yeah. adding to Earth and yes. our solar system and everything. But, you know, if all of us weren't here, Earth would just fly off its axis, right? That's what, how science works. No, you understand it. <laughs> yes. You get it. You got it. Uh-huh. Um, I do, like, someone tried to explain that, like, if you think of the bed sheet, how interstellar wormhole works because it's yeah. meant to, like, I think they don't go to another universe. They just go to another, another place in space. Yes. Um, that it's you bend space time so much it's warping down so much that you can you're now folding two points points together like that are should be on opposite sides of the sheet yeah so now they're touching and technically you're supposed to punch a hole through then and then you get your wormhole and you can that doesn't sound good punching holes through space doctor who taught me that that was bad that's a bad don't punch don't 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 punch because you put enough holes in there the glass breaks a slipping's okay except if it's the uh fourth season or something (laughs) david Tennant needs to hang out with rose again for some reason and that's all that's all good you get it Uh you understand this theorem yes and oh man let me know in the comments down below how well I did with explaining <laughs> relativity. Because I, I think don't you know. did good. Yeah, because like when people say like, "Oh, if you go out into space and you fly around for a little bit and you come back thirty years later in your time, technically time moved by way faster on Earth." Yes, and you aged slower. Okay. So here's here's something I want to throw out to the Twitter sphere for all you mad geniuses out there. Mm-hmm. Energy E equals mc squared. Yes. Energy equals mass times acceleration squared. Being the closer, whatever, if you have mass, the closer you get to light, the bigger, the more mass. The speed of light. The speed of light. Mm-hmm. The Your mass becomes infinite. You can't basically say, say you can't travel the speed of light. Mm-hmm. But light has mass. I think the, I was watching a thing that they talked about light has mass and then just moved on from that. Uh-huh. It's like, but then how does light travel the speed of light if light has mass? Uh-huh. It, you know, it behaves... As far as I know, I'm not saying it's wrong because I, I just don't know. And please I, do. Please uh, do tell me. Uh, but it, it acts as a particle that would have mass, yes. but at the same time it acts as a wave. That's why it's called photons because they're packets of waves. Great. Yeah. So I don't know if it has – I don't know if it has mass. It might because why not? I mean I think it's – I think it's – I don't know. Yeah. Also when things happen in the universe where they're like uh, – there's this, there's this example where they found out that observing 
and like in a phenomenon actually affects the outcome of the phenomenon. Yeah, I was looking this up. This was the this was the slit experiment. Yes, which I saw was described as a thought experiment, like Schrodinger's cat. That they did apply, that they actually tested. They actually tested. All right, and so as it's being observed, like it would, the way it would hit, like imagine you've got two pieces of paper and one has slits and your light particles i'm not going to try and create a metaphor for them but like the way light would hit when it was being observed it's it was hitting as if it was particles one way and then when it was either observed or being unobserved it would it would hit as a wave yeah through the slits it, to the other surface imagine one way is if you were to shine a flashlight through it so you would just see clean like slits like, whereas um, the other one was uh, like a spattering like if yes. you were to spray a because they would kind of like yeah they would yes mm-hmm that's how they, but like either way, observing it changed the outcome. What does that mean? I don't. That could be our universal question. What does that mean? Like What's either that about? maybe we're having an influence on it, like in like warping space time. Man, we're getting into territory that well, we don't know. I started researching <laughs> when I, whenever I write, um, uh, I do. I try to do a lot of. I try to have it mean something, right? So I try to do a lot of research, and I was looking into. I was actually researching for a project I've been working on for a while. I was looking up trickster gods. Uh huh. Like Loki. How did this take me down this rabbit hole? I don't I know. Have like, no idea. like Loki, Anansi, all that shit. And somehow I ended up in this weird spot about how you we create the universe. Like our perception creates the universe as we understand it. So you and I are with our perception are creating our this part of the universe. And so basically, the universe we live in is our kind of our agreed upon perception. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like with with the and it's and I wonder like and that's one of the things like I I wanna um I believe in some weird stuff but I also try to be very pragmatic and grounded person Mm -hmm. and so I would like to dismiss that outright because that sounds crazy to me but once you start like when you start thinking about quantum physics and the stuff that we don't know like it'd be it'd be interesting if there was there was multiple forces at play into what constitutes our universe and how we perceive and how we interact with each other personally i believe in everything Mm -hmm. i there are some things that are are a little tough to swallow for me but i don't discredit them because i think the universe is much bigger than i am yeah so i would like to say that all doors are all bets are off that like when it comes to religion i don't see a reason why they can't all exist i really don't see my my thing on religion is Uh if you're less than a couple hundred years old not i don't buy you you have to have a couple thousand years a couple human atrocities under your belt and then you're probably legit there you, go. you know what yeah, i mean like then you get your card and yeah you're, like, you're right you're uh, accredited but it's interesting you say that this um i'm sure this applies to some other deeper scientific thing but my exposure to it was grant morrison's superman run mm-hmm. uh where superman's fighting this horde of entities mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out and he can't figure out how to fight them because he's not able to feed them and and what he realizes is that he's he's treating them like they're individuals like it's one horde and what they're actually is they come from another dimension mm-hmm. so they're actually one entity that he's perceiving as multiple mm-hmm. the example is given is like if you took a piece of paper and put a for the, the edges of a fork to the piece of paper the piece of paper would perceive that as three to four dots mm-hmm. as opposed to a fork because yeah. it's two-dimensional and the fork's three-dimensional in this case fifth dimensional mr mix split like all that shit mm-hmm. um and it's like if you if 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 God is real, you're then talking about an entity that is so far beyond our conception that that is how you perceive you'd be like the paper to the fork. Yeah, it would be perceived as as the pinpoints, and you could make the argument that people are then arguing that like no, my point of the fork is the more is the real actual one where it's you're dealing with an entity that's trying to communicate with us. 
in ways that we understand. Yeah, and, and it's and getting it would muddled. Be, it would not necessarily even muddled just so much as as our yeah, it'd be in our perception it's getting muddled. In, in our, in our I'm not saying that people are wrong. That's not yeah. what I mean by that. Is that that we are just interpreted differently and yeah. like that's or the, kind of whatever this way. entity th- entity screwing up somehow. It's it's just the it's you're trying to you're trying to deal with something. It's kind of like in a way to if alien if aliens were able to get here mm-hmm. and had any malevolent designs against us, we're screwed. Yeah, because the technology would take to get here at that point, they're so far beyond us. Like it's not; it's just it's no joke. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's a lot of theories that we would like to know. Yeah. We'd like to know the answer. I to. think mine, the one I would want, and forgive me if this is a little dark, life after death. That's not dark. I would like to think that this is not it. There, I don't think there is I an uh, thought that bums me out more in my life than to imagine that. You're dead, and it's that's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a depressing thought cross my head that I will tell you later. Okay, like, and don't, and don't guys don't get mad because it's just a it's a personal thought. This that is I an entertainment podcast. Yeah. We don't need to go. We don't need to go down the dark the the super dark rabbit yeah. holes. <laughs> I love the interpretation of afterlife that I love the most is what dreams may come. A lot of people are kind of divided on that movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, isn't uh, Robin no. Williams? Uh, no. Oh my god, it's the it's a it's, beautiful it's film. It's the one where he's trying to save his wife from purgatory, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, she's hell. Oh hell, oh, yeah, she's Straight on hell. hell. Okay. Yeah, she's in hell. Uh, it's so damn. Is that is that a Catholic view? Like, is there purgatory? Uh, or is it just straight up heaven and hell? This is an uh, an amalgamation of a lot of different interpretations of heaven and hell. Got it. And I really like that because one of the coolest things is when when Robin Williams dies and he yeah. dies in the first couple minutes of the movie and it's a depressing opening yeah. but when he goes to everyone has their own personal heaven and they can all interact with everyone else's heaven yeah. but yours is infinite and you can choose like if you wanted to like you want another life yeah. you can have a second life if you'd like to and like can you go talk to God I mean you could like maybe look around for him but that's yeah. not really the reason why you're here now it's that you can kind of do whatever you'd like even start over yeah. uh, which is really fun but when he gets to heaven it's all made out of paint because he loved paintings when he was growing yeah. and he loves his wife, his wife's wife's paintings. That way, like when he touches stuff, it's like actually like made out of paint and all the imagery yeah. he sees are actually images of heaven that pe- the famous painters have made. And when he goes to hell, a lot of the imagery is from famous Renaissance paintings. That's cool. That's also a good cop, not cop house wrong word, but for the movie way to depict something uh-huh. that is theoretically undepictable. Exactly. You just use classical interpretations. That's mm-hmm. cool. It also lines up with an interpretation I really like. Grant Morse again. Uh-huh. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, dude, the Jude's like a genius. Is <laughs> uh, uh, again, and actually in Superman, one of my, the final issue of All-Star Superman it's all building up. It, it, Lex Luthor sets events in the motion that leads to Superman's death. And he dies and he gets to an afterlife and his Kryptonian father's there. And he's like, great, you're here. Kryptonians have known that the afterlife exists. We've scientifically proven it has existed centuries ago. You build their thought palaces. Like you, again, you talk about perception or whatever, and it sounds similar to this. You construct, based on the way you lived and how you perceive the world, you can construct a palace for yourself or a prison. You know, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and that Superman gets the choice to whether he can stay in this afterlife while he'll be with the people he loves and have peace, or he can go back and save the world and be Superman. Mm-hmm. I'll let you figure out which one he decides. Um, you can probably guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I that that connects with a lot of like I I grew up in a background of faith, and so like hell and heaven and the way like if 
if you actually read the Bible, it's not described. It's it's the way people interpret it is not actually what it's describing at no, all. No, no, no. The most people interpret without knowing it no. Dante's Inferno, and that's a complete work of fiction no. of a man traveling through hell. That's kind of based on Christian belief, Catholicism yeah. at the time. But everything that we know really about hell or that we think about is based on Dante's Inferno. Yeah, so. and, and even heaven, like the Bible, like what most of its descriptions are basically saying this is an indescribable place. Like when it's like streets are paved with gold. It's not literal. It's that gold is so meaningless to the spiritual realm that it might as well be used as pavement. Yeah. And people take that as like, oh, streets is gold and guy with the white beard. That's not what it's talking about. Yeah, it's indescribable. And so it's, and again, like that's so much of it is, it's uh, why Jesus and most prominent religious speaker spoke in metaphor because they're complex ideas. And as a storyteller, I really gravitate to that. I like the idea. I, that's what art it means to me is you're tackling things that you can't just explain away. And so you, you come up with story, like story is how we convey our thoughts and feelings and our culture and our beliefs and our history and all these things that create stuff inside of us that you just can't say like, Oh, that's a cup. It's wet. Like you, and that's how you convey it through story. Mm-hmm. That's really profound to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, oh, yeah. So I'd like, I I personally would like... This question, oh, I knew it was going to open up yeah. a million different tangents, but it's a good question. I would like to know, what's the deal when we die? What's the deal when we die? I'm going to say, I would like to know anything. I mean, it technically, it's the secrets of the universe. Yeah. I would like to know about the multiverse, because I be cool. personally believe that... Uh, I mean, it's kind of just a dumb thing that I always kind of just thought myself, and I don't see a really reason to not believe it because I can't yeah. prove it or disprove it. So, uh, it's let's just let's say that's real. I believe that it's an infinity that anything you could possibly think of plus more yeah. is a possibility out there, and I think that makes the universe more fun. It doesn't need to be fun or anything. The yeah. multiverse doesn't need to, all of existence doesn't need to be fun, but mm. I'm going to make it fun because I, that's the way I want it. Well, that's kind of the yeah. thing is that it, it it bothers me when people like like oh, I only believe what I can see. That's you, insane. Like yeah. you can't have, I have we I don't even think we we can see atoms. Yeah. We just know of their existence and that's we again we barely left our own planet. Like you we don't know and you can you can re, you can use reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to use reason. It's important to apply the scientific knowledge. But like, uh, when people are kind of like, this uh, the the guy that found out that the Earth didn't roll the sun and he was persecuted and all that stuff. It's like yeah, that was the science at the time. He was going against the quote unquote science of the time. Like, what are we going to ridicule in the future because it doesn't match with whatever? We're, we're all. I think the point is we're all figuring it out together. Yeah, and we need to, and, and not necessarily like not necessarily respect every idea if it's demeaning to people or putting people down or no. hurting people in other way. Don't necessarily respect that idea, but but at least appreciate that we're all figuring it out together. No, okay. A lot of people, and then one of my favorite videos like broke down a lot of terms that people use incorrectly, and no. one of them was there's scientific proof yeah. or it's scientific it's scientific fact that this is a real thing. No. That's not a real phrase because yeah. science is about constantly disproving and challenging and like yeah. trying to be better because there's nothing right now that people come forward and say evolution is, well, that's how it works. Yeah. It's like, no. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. We've observed some things working in nature. So far, we're going to say, go ahead because it seems the most correct. Yeah. But in a couple of years, if we find out that no, none of it is correct, or if somebody came down from space and was like, no, we, oh, we made it. Off. You're yeah. way off, man. Here yeah. it is. Here's the plans. That's what science is built around is that yeah. is the 
the chance of being incorrect or for failure. It's built that way. So you should always go into things or new ideas with the chance that, you know what, uh, uh, I think, stay optimistic. I've said that a million mm-hmm. times. And I think that you have to because, I mean, what's the fucking point if yeah. you're going to be a pessimistic asshole your entire life? Yeah. Because what are you going to learn by being that way? We all have to at least try. And honestly, I think religion at its best should function the same way. It forces you to ask questions, forces you to challenge things. It's not there to say, I definitively know 100% the way things work. That's not its function. It's just a set of ideas. And if you agree with them, good for you. But it should push you to ask questions, to challenge things, to try and learn and know more and discover, same as science, discover about the world around you, the people around you. We don't know. Don't know. There's there's things there's things that are are based on what we know more probably more accurate than others yeah that's as far as you got yeah and also guys we know like so little yep. like think really think about it in the scale of things we know so little we know a lot about whatever the fuck's happening around like in your like apartment yeah but like that's about it and also it's a good reason to not be so set and you're like afraid of new ideas yeah you know what i mean like don't be afraid to explore that's for me that was college moving out here for the first time that was all like exposing me to new things growing and be you be open to that because that's i think a lot of the device divisiveness we have in culture today is just people being too well this is what i was taught and that's what my parents were taught and that's what the you know what i mean and not even being open to the idea that like people have different experiences mm-hmm. and that's cool again going back to story the, the ability to convey your experiences to somebody else so they have a new perspective of life yeah whatever no yeah i dude i'm on i'm on the same page and you've been selling all-star superman for a while and i want to pick it up i've just honestly forgot i have Uh, the first volume yes please actually how many volumes i have the the two just the two it's only 12 issues okay that's not bad it's it's um grant morrison and frank quietly and it's just it's just so it's so good it's Mm -hmm. so good it's so good it's literally grant morrison just going ape shit and doing his best like everything he's always wanted to do with superman Mm -hmm. and just going to town that's why Max Landis is fun too, American yeah. Alien, because it's like uh, this is not in any way reflective of what else is continuity. happening in comics yeah. continuity. So it's just God, yeah, fun. It kind of makes me wonder, like, is that how we should just do those stories? Does everything need to be con- just let the creator just do whatever the fuck they want? There's something really fun about continuity, though. You build this like yeah. you build this giant like family tree of characters and stories, and so it, it you and once you like tap into it you are opened up to this world of other stories that you can go back and kind of work your way backwards and learn new things yeah. and get into other characters. So it makes sense, but there is something really special about doing one-offs because it allows characters to show the world why they are in love with a specific character, like yeah. Grant Morrison with Superman or Max Landis with Superman. I would love to do a Flash story where I could show like the point. I'm working on a short right now because it, it's supposed to show the reason why I love... The Flash. Yeah. And actually in the current Rebirth storyline, what they're dealing with is I think the reason why I gravitated to it so much yeah. is because uh, Superman kind of does it too. I think all superheroes kind of have the same idea is that they they are trying to do everything mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite work. It, and yeah. the, when it comes to the Flash is that he is a human being. He has godlike abilities, but he is still a human being and he has yeah. human responsibilities and he needs to do certain things to live a somewhat content life. Yeah. But at the same time, he because he has these abilities, he has a self-imposed responsibility to save as many people as he can yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because if you had those abilities, 
and you looked at the news and you saw that there's a fire and it killed 25 people like yeah. in your city like wouldn't you feel like if i had known i could have done a lot of you, you touch uh, on that a little bit with spider-man and civil war it's like when you have the abilities and then you don't do something mm-hmm. it's your fault it is that's his perception and it's it's not accurate technically technically it's not but, but it is spider-man's worldview but a lot of people feel that way yeah. a lot of people feel that way at least that's how i feel and so yeah. when i was reading currently like barry trying to do as much as he can all yeah. at once it, it i was like damn it shit yeah. i know this i know this feeling yeah. i know a million billion other people feel the same way yep. so it's that's why i enjoy him but final i don't know what i said the time travel was the question of the universe you want to know yeah. we uh have a lot of thoughts in there guys let us know what you think about all that in the comments down below or hit us up on twitter at sam basher at dj Wolders. but do. we want to talk about a little bit more on this episode yeah because uh the big thing i've been excited about to talk about are, are urban legends and i've asked you guys on twitter probably a while ago um if you guys can send us some urban legends that you guys are fans of yes. uh dj will you even look up some urban legends as well i'm gonna read some tweets but do you have any off the top of your head that is a favorite because we talked about the, Mothman. We talk, I, yeah, I don't know if I have. I remember when I was a, a wee lad, mm-hmm. um, I was really into the monsters, monsters. Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. The idea that if you could go to the right spot of uh, Mikel Bembe, I think is the name that you go to the right spot of the Amazon, and there's a Diplodocus roaming around. Like, I guess I really wanted dinosaurs to still be a thing. Yeah, it's what I'm getting down to. Yeah, that stuff. Um, I was really into when I was younger. Yeah, and at this point, it's like Loch Ness is not a thing. Like it just could no, not support. I'm it still just, believing. It's, no, you're done. I, you might be able to convince me that maybe Bigfoot could be a thing. I'm still there's believing a, in there's Loch Ness. A, there's a lot of force on the West Coast. Mm. Like maybe I think the ocean. We've only discovered what like ten percent of the ocean. Yeah, but Loch Ness, you're not dealing with the ocean. It's a lake. Oh no, there's canals that connect up to the ocean. Yeah, but like it's just there's not. A, there, it wouldn't be able to eat. Huh? Oh, could it? Maybe it's uh, algae. Did you tell me? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, exactly. I, That's I'm, the thing. It's fun. I'm, yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a lot of fun. What were some of the other ones like? Uh, I want to read some off really quick. Do uh, we, I asked on Twitter, uh, Danny Baker at Darabian. Man, I'm so good at reading these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we're saying urban legends. Those can come down to monsters, like mythical creatures, which yeah. is really fun because Bigfoot, who fucking doesn't like the idea of Bigfoot? Yeah. They're scary, too. But and With that, you got Yeti. Uh-huh. You got the little Bigfoots mm-hmm. in the Amazon or what something. The, I don't remember what their name, but the, the pygmy with the little pygmy ape things. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, what do they call? What do they call the apes? It's the North American ground apes. I think it's something like that. Like the name for Sasquatches. Okay. They, they came up with a scientific like yeah, name yeah, yeah, form. Yeah. It's like the North American uh, walking ape or something like and that. And I I gotta tell you, I meant to. We we tweeted out like, oh, tell us topics you want to talk about. The vast majority were like, oh, conspiracy theories, urban legends, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So we know, I know you guys are amped on this. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, so Danny wrote uh, an urban legend. It's called The Human Can Lick Hands to One. What uh, is that? That is a horror story, an urban legend that it's a story that was spread down that uh, from like everyone and their mother will say, oh, my cousin heard this from another person, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's a, it's a horror story. Oh, I just had a serious stutter right there. I was about to like, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now um, as we speak. We appreciate you guys li- uh, listening to a podcast with two boys that have trouble getting words out of their face sometimes. Oh, just a little stutter. Oh, my God. I had a bad one with a, we were reading a, a review 
an iTunes review. Uh-huh. I just butchered it. I just butchered it, and I felt bad because it was funny. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different versions of the licked hand. So I'm going to read a few. Let me see. Actually, let me see if I can find a clearer one. Humans clicked. Oh, here we go. All right. A young. Okay, I'm going to read it for you guys. It's pretty short. Let's get started. Uh, And it's from Anonymous, obviously. So, a young teenage girl lived at home with her mother, father, and her much-loved pet dog. Being 16 years old, her parents decided that she was now old enough to be left alone without a reminder while they went out for the evening. Although there was some concern about leaving a young girl in a house all by herself, they knew she was sensible and would behave. And besides, she did have the pet uh, type of dog, can't read what it says, uh, to look after her and keep her company. The parents left for the night, leaving emergency phone numbers and supplies for the night. The girl was thrilled to be spending her night alone in her parents' house and mainly watched TV until 11 rolled around. Decided she was tired, she moved upstairs to her comfy bedroom to retire for the night, her trusty dog following her all the time. After being asleep for a short time, she woke to a dripping noise coming from the bathroom. 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 Uh-huh. Not afraid, but curious as to what the noise was, she lowered her hand down beside the bed to gain a little comfort from the dog. She felt the warmth of his soft tongue as, she, as he licked her hand, showing her that... He was okay and that everything would be all right. Feeling assured, she drifted off to sleep once more. Waking again to the sounds of the dripping tap or whatever it was in the bathroom, she instinctively dropped her hand down to pet her dog. Once again, the dog offered up the loyal companionship that only a much-trusted and loved pet can and licked her hand as she once fell asleep. Once again fell asleep. For the last time, she woke again. That annoying sound was still going, and she reached for her dog, but found she he wasn't there. Wondering where her parents were at the time of the night, it was about 3 a.m. by this time, and looking for her dog, she walked into the bathroom. A horrifying sight met her. The dog had been mutilated and was creating the dripping sound as blood slowly fell and pooled on the floor below. Screaming and ran back through her house and attempted to call the police. The phone was dead, and she turned to suddenly see her parents also mutilated behind her. Jesus, I don't know that end of the story. Uh, Her screams screams could be heard as she looked down at a note written in blood. blood. It reads, humans can lick too, my beautiful. She then runs madly for the stairs only to see a black figure waiting with open arms to catch her. There's variations of the story um, that sometimes she's pulled into the bed and other stuff, but basically she thinks it's a dog and it's uh, the serial killer laying under the bed. Yeah. Why? I don't fucking know. That's a great story. Um, so the, the scary stories you tell, like when you were in like middle school or whatever, the slumber party, yeah, like creep your urban friends legends. out. Yeah. My favorite is I have I have two favorites that a girl is staying home alone. Always a girl. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always a girl. She's home alone, and uh, her parents are going out to a party or something. So she's sitting in front of her. TV watching it and you know having a good time and the way her house is laid out that it's a long couch with a TV and the TV's in front of a big mirror yeah. or not mirror um window that looks yeah. out and uh she's sitting there and all of a sudden she can see kind of through the trees that there are like a set of eyes mm-hmm. and she's like hmm, maybe it's like an animal or something and then out steps this man mm-hmm. and he's standing just outside of the tree line like outside the window staring at her yeah and so she tries to get kind of low she has her cell phone and she texts somebody to call 911 that there's someone outside of her house Mm -hmm. and uh he doesn't really do anything he's just standing there smiling 
staring at her mm-hmm. from the tree line. And so uh, as they hear sirens, he steps away. And, like, it's kind of dark, so he can't really see where he went. Uh, but uh, the cops come, and to she turns around to go let him in. And she looks down that there were mud footprints behind her. That it wasn't he wasn't outside in the tree line. He was in the reflection of the window. Mm. That's always a fun one. Nice. And the other one is a a girl is babysitting two mm-hmm. kids, and they the parents say they can go into the study, and um, it's a little cluttered, but like they can watch TV. And there's a big TV. They're watching it, and uh, she's looking around at all the knickknacks and whatnot, and she's like, "That's some of the stuff is creepy because she's got yeah. old like porcelain dolls and statues and stuff." And the, the creepiest one is. This, clown statue that's like there in the corner oh, clowns man don't buy that shit oh i yeah. always and so she uh she's like she sets the kids to sleep and she's uh gets a call from the parents and then just seeing catching up how see how things are doing he's like oh i just put the kids to sleep um and she's like oh how was the movie and like oh it was good we watched uh whatever uh, uh finding dory finding dory mm-hmm. and they're like uh your room though is a little creepy and they're like oh sorry we have a few knickknacks and he's like oh the clown statue really had me creeped and then the parents say, hey, could you do us a favor really quick? Could you uh, wake the kids up and go to the neighbor's house? Uh, she's a little worried. She's like, don't don't worry. Just get the kids in because you can't go to, the, go to the neighbor's house. And she does. Does it really quick. Doesn't really notice anything. And then the cops show up because the parents call the cops. Um, there was no clown statue. Yeah. Is a person. So it's just a killer clown. Standing there. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's But those are like fun urban legends. We can get into like the crazy ones. Yeah. But I, a lot of the big ones they sent to us. Um, uh, oh, Laneybug wrote one at Itsy Bitsy 02. High beams one. The girl is being followed by someone flashing their lights. Classic. High beams. And someone is in their backseat. Yeah. Great one. Somehow they, they think it's somebody, it's somebody like following them and they're like, oh no, what am I going to do? Big rigs are scary. Yeah. And then it turns out they were flashing the beams because somebody was in the backseat with like... Night, something. How night. They, maybe it's just a person that's supposed to be sitting there. How do they know it's a bad person? They were laying down and they were getting up. Uh, and whenever they'd flash their lights, it would go. They'd go back down. Got it. And they would just kept. They kept doing it every time the yeah. man would pop up. And so for some reason he's in the back of the car, and yeah. like, for some reason the lights are stopping him from doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. Like I don't really know, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and we were talking earlier about some good ones. I love the Goat Man. But you were talking about the Mothman. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I know about the Goatman, but Mothman Ooh, was was. Hold on, give me one second. Mm-hmm. I want to get my locations right. Um, it's like a is that a European one? No, no. It's um, it was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. They made a movie with Richard Gere a while back. Yes. Um, it's people were seeing this thing that they described as a winged, maybe angelic, maybe demonic, maybe a Mothman. No, you know, type. maybe maybe a moth man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But like, yeah, like a humanoid moth thing. Uh, and there's a bunch of weird sightings, and it kind of they stopped with uh, this bridge collapse, the Silver Bridge that killed like 45 people, and so it kind of connected with other urban legends that maybe this thing shows up right before a disaster. That's so funny. like maybe warn people, or whatever. And then it also tied in with um, uh, Men in Black, like the the. I also dig those kind of like the what the men in black from the movies are like based aliens? off of like, like the FBI guys show up and they don't know. And that's what connected to Indrid cold. Which one? Indrid cold is the slender. No, not slender man. Sorry. Um, the grinning man. What's the grinning man? I the, think I know it's, it. it's an alien figure. That's like supposed to be like nine feet tall, seven to nine feet tall, like taller than a normal human. And he just smiles really weird. Like a human, like something that's not human trying to 
portray humanness mm-hmm. uh, that kind of connects with the whole men in black thing. I, I remember when I first researched Mothman, it connected to that. But now in more recent research, I couldn't find the connection again. Uh-huh. Um, do not be surprised if you see the grinning man show up in something I do. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, oh, in your like shorts and stuff. Yeah. That's a very scary. Oh man. I love reading alien encounter stuff. Like you can read the serial killer stuff and that gets like, yeah, it, it's fun to read cause it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, I will suggest uh six pence. It's a Tumblr account and they, mm-hmm. they basically consolidate all of Reddit, no sleeps, all of creepy pastas and all of the other really good urban legends and scary stories yeah. online. And they put them in a really, not easier to read, but like it's just they consolidate them so you can find all of them. It's like those scary books that you had as a kid with those really creepy ass drawings. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a name for them. Yeah, uh, not for Are You Afraid of the Dark? The, the like that. tales to scare you before you go to someone. Tales to, uh, to astonish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like a Marvel thing. Um, but I love the Goatman. Yes, and the Goatman is actually a Native American lore of a shapeshifter. As mm-hmm. at least that's what the internet says. I don't know the validity of yeah. that. I think they're just appropriating stuff. But yeah. uh. It's in the woods, you will maybe see someone that you recognize, but you don't Mm -hmm. see their face, you only see their back. And it's like as if they were standing away from you out in the distance. And you're like, well, that kind of looks like uh, my wife. Like, I should go and talk to them. It's like, no, you shouldn't. And um, also, there are stories that it will try to integrate into your group. Because it can kind of make it so you don't notice it too much because it will look like an unsuspecting person. Mm-hmm. But it, the goat man looks like a, a man with like a goat head. Yeah. But it can shapeshift into other shapes. And so the story that I love is that it's a family. They go to like out in the by like in the south in like Alabama or something. And they go camping. They There's a big group of like 14 people. And they meet a neighboring farm that, that, that they're staying in a cabin there's a farm next door and there's a kid there and like they come and hang out together yeah. and they like to travel back and forth between the kids farm and the cabin that they're staying at and they tell stories about the goat man because when they're out in the woods they see one of their own people that they thought was back at camp out in the middle of the woods and they're not she's not talking she's just like this, mm-hmm. and she's kind of twitching yeah. she's kind of like shaking a little bit but she you can't see her and like come on come back to camp and she'll kind of like just hang her head low so you can't see her face and she'll walk with you really far away and she'll kind of try to go a little faster to try to catch up with you but the kids in the story like and cut by kids like 18 to like 22 they're not being caught but they're like that's so weird and like during the night they start to hear things running around and trying to get like they knock over all their camp equipment and it's trying to like get in Mm -hmm. but the crazy thing is they uh when like the group starts to separate one girl says that when they were discussing that story of the girl that they found and then this girl who was the shapeshifter mm-hmm. disappeared and they don't know where she went yeah. that when they were telling the story one of the girls in the group did a head count and was like we came with 13 people and there's 14 people here and as soon as she figures that out and she's going to speak up the person next to her puts a hand on her thigh and like squeezes and says, like as in the goat man no. knows that you know no. and when she gets up the person disappears and like they're not and to be clear this thing doesn't like teleport it just is able to kind of make you not pay attention and so it can disappear but throughout the night they like they start to notice more and more people are like they're not disappearing that they're just seeing them more out in nature and then so people start keeping watch like on the door and windows and making sure that people aren't people are where they're supposed to be and they think they do a pretty good lockup but um 
when they're finally leaving, there's one guy who's like, I'm going to stay behind with like the last group before we leave. Mm-hmm. And like, you're trying to figure out why, like it, maybe he is the goat man. Maybe he's not. You're trying to, it's, it's a really good, it's a pretty well-written story, but you find out that during the night he threw out in the corner of his eye, he was kind of pretending to fall asleep, but the bathroom door opens and a person walks out of the bathroom and goes and lays down with the rest of the people mm-hmm. that didn't, that wasn't a camper and he didn't leave with everybody. He was in the last group of people. And, like, he was able to keep track of which one it was. Yeah. And that way he was able to, like, separate. He doesn't kill it or anything. He's just able to separate the rest of the group from it so that, that they won't get near it. And yeah. I think the goal is that the goat man's trying to kill you. Okay. I think that's what it is. But the goat man's really fun because it's, like, it the, basically it's able to fuck with your mind. And the only way to keep track of if it's with you is to remember how many people you came with. It's kind of yeah. like the silence in Doctor Who that, like, fuck with your memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to, like, keep track of, like, people. That's really fun, or it's out in the woods and it's like twitching and yeah. whispering and like stuff. So that's always don't a fun talk one. to twitching, whis- twitching, whispering people uh, if you're out in the woods. If you're out in the woods, yeah, yeah. Goatman's a fun one. The rake I remembered as I was talking is a fun one where it's kind of like a humanoid creature that's very long and like mm-hmm. pale and long fingers that are razor sharp and like it's kind of in like West Virginia, Virginia area. Yeah. The rake is just rural. The rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a super violent entity. It's not like a ghost. It's like a Bigfoot type yeah. of character and uh, there's always pictures of it like that like those hunting traps like those yeah. cameras yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a glowing eye yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. The, those are those are usually the rake and the mm-hmm. rake is if you run into it it's probably murdering your livestock um, but the story I read is super violent and I was like okay that was <laughs> too much that's, but uh, it that's enough of that it like with a swipe can like open up your entire stomach and like, kill you nice very quickly so that's always a fun um, one but the last tweet i have is from jilly hyphen bean jilly bean mm-hmm. at that average jill uh, i feel like everyone has a good story from adolescence that's centered around bloody mary that's a great urban legend yeah, the, the same bloody mary in the mirror and they're like oh, no. mm-hmm. shows up yeah did have you ever beetlejuice beetlejuice Candyman is also very scary. Candyman, the yeah. same deal yeah you say Candyman a couple times like five three times like mm-hmm. bloody mary um and the Candyman will come for you and like murder you. I think they made a early 2000s horror movie based Probably. on it. I'm surprised you, they haven't made something off of Goatman. That sounds like it's ready to be made into like a... Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really fun one. You could have a lot of fun with... I think you could also make it like kind of a dark comedy too because I think that's the best kind of horror movies where they mm-hmm. can like not insert jokes where like people are like messing with each other for fun. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you could actually have a lot of fun with Goatman because it sounds so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did it as a kid and... I cried very easily as a kid, so mm-hmm. uh, I was never really Same. a fan of that. Yeah, right? Like, uh, I, w- I know the exact moment I was scarred from clowns. Like, everyone's afraid of clowns, yeah. but I was scarred because someone's older brother at a giant um, sleepover snuck into our tent in the middle of the night when we were all asleep and screamed, and we no. all, and in an it costume, and I was like, and I cried, and I, I was like, I, I gotta go home, and he apologized profusely, but I was like, mm-mm, I'm not having <laughs> not this. Doing this. I'm, I'm not, not doing it. Not cool, man. We don't play that. Yeah, uh, but I, so I did the Bloody Mary like twice, mm-hmm. and the second time we had a candle, and I swear, like you see, you just see things in the dark, especially yeah. if a candle's flickering on like a white wall. It can like look yeah. like the silhouette of a face. Thought I saw something. I was like, nope. Turn on the light. Nope, we're good. Blew out the candle. I was like, nah. I said, bye. No. Bloody Mary. Nope. Don't want it. Don't <laughs> want any of this. It was in the middle of the day too. It wasn't at nighttime. So I was like, and unfortunately, the Bloody Mary's real, and Sam's dead right now, and possessed by Bloody Mary. What about you? Did you ever do it? I probably. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you don't have a good story from adolescence about Bloody Mary? I don't. I don't. Did, did you I ever do, do Ouija boards? Don't fuck with Ouija boards. I will not. They don't. Can... Because I've had friends that have had uh, The Exorcist based off of a story about somebody that the Ouija board, real, it might be bullshit. I'll admit that it might be bullshit. I've had people that I know and trust, like, not like, oh, I swear I saw some move, like, fucked shit. And and it's like don't 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 if uh, going back to the idea of like you don't know you know you don't know so maybe some doors you don't need to try and open and just let them be yeah most horror movies are based on that like yeah. you don't just don't fuck with whatever if you're, you're not, thinking of. if you're not like you, you know if you're not prepared to deal with certain stuff like you know I just uh, so because of that because of what I've heard and personal experience of people that i know like you know what Ouija boards are not fun and get fun and games yeah i will not i will not you cannot pay me any any money i mean you probably pay me a little bit of money to play with a ouija board but like i don't i'm not gonna do it for free i also don't know if i ever want to deal with like psychics and stuff like that like i know a lot of it my, my dad was a stage magician not say he was he was a, a table magic so he would do at a restaurant he would come to your table and do card tricks and stuff like that. that's cool um and so i know i know a lot about the psychics and stuff like that like the the tricks that they used to do what they do mm-hmm. but like, on the off chance what is it called to uh there is a term for it and i don't remember yeah to like impart or like yeah to like pick up things about you yes. as a person yeah and it's and it's like any other magic trick and and and, and it can be entertaining like that and mm-hmm. and then who knows they might actually be able to tell just like a not comparing psychics psychics to psychiatrists because psychiatry is science that people go to school for and all that stuff yeah. but the the point is they might be able to tell you stuff about yourself that you don't know yeah and if you believe about in psychics, personality yeah if you believe in psychics more power to you yeah. go ahead do it it just we're talking about it like i i personally don't really believe in them yeah uh and i'm i'm still open to like i said i'm open to every possibility personally that's a tough pill to swallow same with astrology yeah but that's a whole nother thing that we're i know don't, we don't have time we, we don't, don't have, have time, time. there's so it. much to talk about um but bloody mary is a fun one urban legends are always fun if you guys have some urban legends like some good stories yeah maybe we'll do a us. part two of this episode and yeah. read some of your urban legend stories because they're so much fun no they're so much fun also also let's do a horror like story episode and let's go Definitely. find our favorite ones online because Definitely. they make great movies maybe closer to halloween time I'm down for that. Yeah. I'm so down for that. But guys, I think we're coming to an end mm-hmm. with this. And make sure you send us your questions or yes. some topics of conversation on Twitter. Or tell us how much we screwed up science. Oh, man. We maybe butchered a lot. Yeah. I think we got like the explained to me like it's like I'm five version mm-hmm. of it. But we maybe missed a few steps. Yep. But tell us how good we did it relativity mm-hmm. and most other things but uh, guys thank you so much for listening we really appreciate you guys um thank you for following us on soundcloud and yes. listening to us on itunes yes. and soundcloud especially people who rate and review because we like to read those on the show and we would like to read more so keep at it tell your friends about it uh that's our best way to for us to grow and yep. get more mm-hmm. fun people on the yes. show because we want to have some fun guests uh we do have some lined up in the future which will be real fun no spoiling the surprise but dj Little plugs? Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. Mm-hmm. Everywhere that matters. Everywhere that matters. You can find uh, me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Sam Basher. And mm. uh, uh, I don't know if there's anything else that I'm doing. The source, you know SourceFed. Yeah. You know You that. know. You yeah, know. You know. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. Be sure to rate and review. Follow us on SoundCloud. Tell your friends. Hitting all the beats again. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook yes. page. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Only yes. stupid answers. 
Do the search. You'll find it. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. We appreciate you. We love you. Stay safe out there.